Hello and welcome to Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring Shareathon. Shareathon was a great success, but we could still use your help. Please visit redeemerradio.com to make your donation and please share this audio with friends and family. Good afternoon. I'm your host, John Christensen, on this day two of the Spring Shareathon, and I'm joined in the studio with St. John New Haven. So we have lots of exciting things to talk about with St. John New Haven and what's happening at their parish and their school. First of all, just a reminder during this the Shareathon to call or text your donation to 260-436-9598. And one of the best ways to start is uh, is Father Bill Sullivan came with check in hand. So he's already got the ball rolling with the uh, donations for St. John New Haven for Redeemer Radio. So a way to get us started on the right foot, Father Bill. You're very observant, John. <laughs> in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mm. Heavenly Fathers, we approach Good Shepherd Sunday, Vocation Sunday, We are conscious that we are called to hear his voice, to follow the voice, so as to make a difference in our world. We are conscious of the difference that has been made because of people's commitment to Redeemer Radio. We long to continue that so that others who have yet to hear the truth will not only hear the truth, but will come to know the Lord. We ask your blessing through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father Bill. And as you want to start us off by introducing the your guests also in our studio? Well, we have uh, Zach Coyle, our school principal. He's been here a few times before. Ed Paragai, who is the uh, president of our St. Vincent de Paul Society. Excellent. Thank you. And what's really fun, I always enjoy one of my favorite things about the share is we get to hear all the exciting things going on in different parishes. So uh, so I happen to go to St. Vincent's Parish, but I really enjoy hearing what's going on in other places as we get reminded of what Redeemer Radio does for all of us. It brings us all together, that we're all pulling in the same direction. So, And Father Bill and I actually have a nice long history, too. And uh, when he was at St. Joe, I was also at St. Joe, and he would school all of my friends and I in the art of basketball. So uh, <laughs> so some of your current parishioners may not recognize your basketball skills now, Father Bill, but no, I can attest to uh, all sorts of things. You're so kind. I can't <laughs> even walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And uh, and Zach, so, so I'm sure there's a lot of challenges that you've had this last year with the school, but things are moving in the right direction. People are in school. They're looking forward to graduation, I guess, coming up in a month or so. Sure. The, the eighth graders really are. We're excited for them. And uh, John, it's kind of you to say that because I think if you ask any any parent, any staff member, any teacher out there, this year certainly has had its challenges, but absolutely one with the Holy Spirit's presence with us. You know, it, when you look at how everyone in the community has had to adapt willingly, though, um, and we can share some stories as we move forward. Uh, knowing that it would be good for the kids, allowing us to be open in person, having the leadership of our Catholic schools office. We've had a blessed year. Uh, not to say that it's not had its its challenges. Uh, even today, actually, Father doesn't even know this, but we, we had another quarantine in effect just this afternoon. But we've had so few of them. You know, you look in August and think, really, what will this school year look like? You know, there was, I think, in the community not only for the diocese, but for the public schools. You know, are we going to be able to be open? Is there going to be a shutdown? What what will come? And I think it's that trust in the Holy Spirit. And I really want to thank our faculty and staff. They have been all along. We want to be here. We want our kids here. We are ready to teach. They have had to get so creative about what does it look like to teach with a camera on in front of you when you have somebody at home 
and to really help that student at home learn so well. So there, there's a lot of specific stories, but it's been a joy. Uh, and that might sound strange. I think all of us, if we could choose, we would not have COVID in the world right now. But I think we found a way to, to see the Lord's presence with us through that. So thanks, John, for your encouragement. I appreciate Absolutely. It. That's great. I can't wait to hear some of those hero stories about the creative teachers and creative parents. Absolutely. And I, I think my... I, count my blessings that my kids are older and not <laughs> going through school at this time of year, you know, so, uh, so that, that's great. And, and Ed, how about from a, there's probably never been a point where the St. Vincent de Paul Society has been more needed during this past year. Uh, I would agree with that statement. It's, uh, it's been a challenging year. I've been president for just over a year. My predecessor, and her husband probably got out at the right time <laughs> well she did uh, whether or not she had planned it they had been been co-president for almost 15 years wow uh, and we, we had hoped that she would write some instructions for the things those of us who did little jobs here and there might know should the time come but she never never got around to it so i was kind of thrown into the breach uh, I started uh, in the beginning of April a year ago. Uh, two other members had already conspired against me uh, <laughs> and, and said, we, we need to get together and see who's going to do this going forward. And they had already voted for me. Uh, one of the things I learned was that there was only one election uh, in the St. Vincent de Paul Society in the individual conferences, and that is for president. The other offices are appointed. And I remember when my predecessor told me that uh, she had appointed me vice president, and I thought, oh, that, that's fine. I'll, I'm not going to argue. I'll just humor you, thinking that there was an election. Uh, anyway, I continued to manage the food pantry, which had been my job for a number of years. And <laughs> when the time came, I learned, having read some of the rules, that that I had an appointed position, and so it was legitimate, and there were no other vice presidents, so uh, I, be, I became the president, and things started up pretty quickly by the end of April last year, and uh, intensified all the way through the end of 2020, and we're going pretty heavily up to March of this year, and it, it it finally slacked up. That's great. I can't imagine starting anything last April. So good kudos for you for, for jumping in and, and taking the bull by the horns, if you will. Thank you, John. So just a reminder that uh, that today we're here with St. John New Haven. And during the Spring share it's all about supporting Redeemer Radio, that we're all here to make sure that we find ways to pass on our faith and really grow during this time of need. Please call or text your donation during this hour to 260-436-9598. So, Father Bill, so what's what's we've been through this whole sort of crazy year. So uh, let's talk about kind of what's happening right now. What's What type of things are you looking forward to doing? Well, kind of reminisce a little bit about the year with the COVID and the impact that's had. Um, first of all, grateful to say that people are starting to come back. Um, we're getting a little over 600 people now, uh, mindful that every other pew is, you know, sure. quarantined off, so mm-hmm. to speak. Uh, we're starting to sing again. And um, what does that what does that do for you when you can have um, songs again uh, at mass? How does that change everything for you? It just picks up your spirit. Right. And uh, 
I even watched people bless themselves with holy water again. They thought they were this was something unbelievable. Right. Uh, you know, we've been waiting all this time. Uh, so th there's a there's a spunk there. But I'm also hearing people say, you know, with the dispensation, I've been staying home. But you know, I really should have been going to church. I'm hearing that a lot now. I really should have been going to church. And I'm grateful, I think every pastor is, for the people that are following the guidelines and wearing a mask. We still have some people that refuse to do it. And I had a call from a mother the other day. They just had their second child and said, uh, we'd love to be there. But as long as people aren't wearing their mask, I'm not going to uh, put my child at risk. And I try to tell that to people that don't wear masks, and they say, nah, they just blow it off. Mm -hmm. Have a concern for others. You can, su you can survive one hour uh, for your brothers and sisters in Christ. The, um, the people that were going to daily mass in the midst of all this, many of them were seniors. Why? They hungered for the Eucharist. They hungered for communion. And the people that are at home, you know, we've not been able to visit them, uh, which has always been a part of my ministry. Uh, we're going to start up again in May because we've been vaccinated and the people that we're going to visit have been vaccinated as well. Um, it's a joy to start seeing families come back and see people conversing with one another that they haven't seen in ages. And they used to see each other every week. Uh, I, I think that's one of the best things when you can, when uh, there were so many routines that we would normally do. Yeah. And to, I love how you're recognizing the what people are appreciating, you know, and they're, yeah. they're what they've missed and how they want to come back to it. And I, yeah. and I think that's one of the things, too, that we find or that I find with Redeemer Radio. It's a similar thing where it's, it's, it's those reminders. It breaks you out of your routine and it makes you know what, you, what you've missed. And uh, I love the stories that you're talking yeah. about. You know, John, if water. I could interject for a minute, I was thinking about singing, Father. And, you know, last summer we were so blessed to have one of the seminarians with us, Zane Langenbrunner. And he's in Rome now. And so he, the plan would have been that he would have stayed in Rome. But COVID brought him back to the States. And so he was assigned to St. John New Haven. And I bring him up because he hopped right into our youth group and brought so much energy and life. But, but almost every time I met with Zane, he would talk about how much he missed singing at Mass. And, and he kind of woke up in me this, this new realization of the prayer that that can be and, and his love of that. So uh, I think about him often now as, as we have that back. And I was actually able to catch up with him the other day online and, um, you know, from Rome and how excited he is that that's, that's back with us. So uh, a real blessing. Sometimes you think, well, here we wouldn't have even gotten to know him if this hadn't happened. And again, I don't think anyone in the world would want there to be a COVID-19. Certainly, if, if that could go away, that would be the best case for, for our world. But his love of the Lord really inspired so many of our youth. So I just thought that would be something to share. And I know, John, we have some people uh, already sending in some pledges, which is pretty phenomenal. So thank you to our community there. Exactly. We've got the Bowers family sent in a pledge. We've got Carol Pulse. We have some names York. there that we can. you're yes, going to read off. Or you we want can. Me to? You can read if you can see it. The Bowers family, they have four precious children and are three in school and one in high school now. Carol Pulse. Thank you, Carol. And Nancy York. Uh, Don Shutt. 
Joanna Bramus, Darlene Dininger. And Darlene, also, she qualified for a free T-shirt. So $120 an hour sponsor. It costs approximately $120 per hour for Redeemer Radio to be on the air. So if you send in over $120, it earns you a free T-shirt. So uh, so Darlene has sent in a pledge and has, and has earned a free T-shirt. Also, $400 and above is eligible for a day sponsor. And you can honor your loved one on that special day with on-air messaging. So lots of different ways to to pledge, lots of different ways to support Redeemer Radio. Again, the phone number is 260-436-9598, or you can go online at RedeemerRadio.com. So, Zach, let's talk a little bit more about the uh, the kids and the, kind of the, what the creative things, the stories that you were telling us about, what the teachers that have been able to do and how the parents have kind of stepped up, too. Absolutely. You know, just, just today I was in one of our classrooms, so... When we were looking at how would this year play out with trying to, you know, increase space between people and allow for the masking. So uh, father supported us. Uh, typically, we might have a kindergarten and then a first grade. This year, we still have that, of course. But we also have a classroom that's a combined kindergarten and first grade. And some of the smaller Catholic schools have long used that model. But we had not uh, for many years at St. John New Haven. So anyway, we we got this going. And our teacher there, uh, Mrs. Wiggins, I don't think she would mind if I, if I use her name. The level of differentiation needed to support that is is pretty intense because you've you've got times when you have the full group that you know they'll be listening to instructions, but it's about working with those kindergartners and those first graders. So today's Earth Day, they were working on some things about how do we take good care of planet Earth, and, and you think about care for God's creation, right? So right right out of Catholic social teaching, and. The, the mastery that's shown when she could work with the group of first graders and tailor their reading needs differently than the kindergartners. And that's just literally from today, right? But the, the whole year, when, when you mentioned, John, uh, being grateful that your kids were, were old enough to not, you know, be in school right now, our kids get such kudos. And I think this is true from what I hear from other principals around the diocese. Wearing masks is normal for them. You know, and it's not that that's a great point. Yeah. And I don't think they would tell you they're happy about it, but they have they have just accepted. We can learn so much from our kids for sure. Well, you know, in, in Scripture, right, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And and I look at our kids and their their adept, you know, adaptations they've made and how much they have just been excited to be in school. And certainly that's one. But let's say they have to be home virtual learning. They've had to figure out how to do a Zoom call, how to get online with different platforms. We were looking actually at piloting e-learning for weather just this year and had barely started that conversation. Of course, in the spring, here we go. Let's figure out how to do e-learning. Our kids have done that. Our parents have stepped up. So those are some generalizations, but I, I couldn't help but think about, you know, can you effectively teach kindergartners and first graders together in one room? Absolutely. And, and that was done not only to support the learning needs, but to allow for greater spacing. And so, you know, I think um, we can think about others. But, John, I also couldn't help but notice this T-shirt we were talking about with the motto, you belong on it. And, and I just think what a joy that Redeemer Radio wants that message out there. And, and in a way, I think our schools might also be saying that same thing. You know, we had this shutdown. The world a lot of the world has had a shutdown. America had a shutdown in the spring. But you belong back. You know, we, we are ready to teach you in person. When that time comes, if you have to be home for a little while, we'll be ready for that, too. But, you know, let's jump in. Let's let's get back to it. And let's really help our kids achieve more than they had. And, we, and you know, we've changed our schedule, too. We've, we've built in some extra time for some, we call it some intervention time, so we can really help each student a little bit more that we, we'd had not had that. But there's, I'm sure we'll have more throughout the hour to kind of talk about, but 
there's a joy about in-person learning that, you know, especially for younger children, I don't think can be fully replicated with virtual. Virtual is a great stand-in when you need it. And our parents have supported us. But I think if it was meant to be that way, we already would have been doing it that right. way. You know? Exactly. Um, so it's it's been fun. But You Belong is a great message from Redeemer. And I, I hope for, I believe, I've I've seen it lived out in our Catholic parishes and in our schools. So it's That's uh, a great point. Well, it's a joy. And we're, we're looking to see some diocesan-wide enrollment growth. I mean, we're, we're pumped to have people back. Looks like we got some more pledges, though, coming in, John. And speaking of belonging, exactly. So we've got seven, eight pledges now, um, over $400, well on our way to our goal for the hour. Marlene Treble has sent in a pledge, and also she's giving kudos to Ed. Way to go. You've got some fans out there, Ed. This is this is great. A little fan club for the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Gail Always Montgomery like has sent in a pledge. Thank you very much. Nice. I, I wish to make my pledge, and I have a pledge here uh, from my secret fund for for Redeemer Radio, and I'll give it to somebody Excellent. in the office. Secret funds are always helpful. So yeah. any household out there that has secret funds, be sure to call two six zero four six. It's not from the parish. If people are wondering, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Father Bill's personal secret fund two six zero four three six ninety five ninety eight, or online at redeemerradio.com. Zach, I really like that you brought in the theme of you belong. I, I think it's so appropriate this year in this year of isolation where we don't feel like we belong and we're disconnected with everybody. I think that's the beauty of what Redeemer does and really what our faith does. It yeah. really reminds us that we all belong, whether or not we're in person together or physically next to each other, but that we have a role and we have a place where we can call home. Amen. That's well said, John. Thank you very much. As we were driving here, Ed, I said, Ed, do you listen to Redeemer Radio? Couldn't stop. <laughs> he, he kept going and going. What, what what is it for you? I, I, I the, the program I listen to most often is is Al Cresta, and I think I think I enjoy his program because he picks uh, topics that are perhaps not the first thing you think of when you think of Catholic radio. But he he's a great interviewer. Uh, many of the people that he interviews are people that he knows personally, uh, so you you can hear the friendship in the voices. And uh, I've learned an awful lot about uh, Catholicism, about about some of the history, uh, how things developed in the church by listening to these interviews. I really I really look forward to listening to Al. Excellent, that's a great testimonial, Ed. And do you normally listen in your car, or do you listen? At uh, home or uh, both. I, I, if I'm in the car anytime after four o'clock, I do turn on Redeemer Radio because I know I'll be listening to Al most of the time, and and uh, occasionally when there's a sub for him, uh, that that person uh, does a good job. But uh, there's there's something about the way Al handles it. You know? <laughs> Al's the one. He's the Al's one. Al's the one. Uh, and and if 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 I'm not. Running power tools or outside somewhere, uh, I would I would listen to it at home as well. I think that's a great tagline that Redeemer Radio can use when you're not using power tools. Listen to Redeemer Radio. <laughs> I think that is that's a that's a new thing that maybe uh, get them a lot of new listeners. We're not getting many calls in here, and just before I left, I was told that the men who are preparing for a fish fry tomorrow night, if you want me to give them a plug, you've got to make a pledge. <laughs> They're listening to this. In the school cafeteria, by the way, for everybody listening, uh, the famous fish fry will be served Friday from 4 to 7, either fish or bread to tenderloin, and there's nothing like it. So those of you who are listening uh, in the kitchen, 
I gave you a plug. You give us a pledge. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. And uh, I was teasing Zach a little bit earlier that you know if we if we get desperate, he's going to have to commit to some sort of crazy thing at the school, you know, to make sure that we get the pledges that we're supposed to have. Is that right, Zach? You ready to that's do right, whatever? That's right, John. Absolutely. So we we'd be mm-hmm. very happy to to get something fun. I, we've we've had a lot of great costumes along the way and some fun activities. Fun. And you know, this year that is one that's thing that we haven't been able to do the same way. But fun. for Redeemer Radio, anything you know, and actually you, you were asking about Ed listening just just a moment ago. I had um, shared this with some of the Redeemer staff before, but this last summer, Dr. Doctor absolutely was a grace to me. You know, we we had this spring that just seemed kind of stunning to the world that, that everything shut down. And perhaps in Indiana, the presence of the virus was not as strong yet. You know, it's um, who am I to say for sure, but it seemed in, you know, a year ago, back in April and May. Well, fast forward as we're looking to reopen, I think for some principals and, and in my own heart, there's a lot of stress about, you know, is this safe to do? We, we want our kids back. Well, like we were just saying, right? You belong. Um, but we've, we've gone through this shutdown. So I was praying on that a lot. Lord, give me some peace. Give me some guidance. Having Redeemer Radio on. Here's this episode of Dr. Doctor this past June. And it really showed that it was, it was safe to reopen, you know, that they had the data to look at what, what they had already learned about the virus and how it spread. And that if we wear the masks, if we set up what social distancing we can, and not all of our schools can do the six feet, but we can use rows, we can do three feet, we can get creative about how we're going to enact in-person school. And it was, it was just like, wow, you know what, Lord, you've, you've given me this grace just by having Redeemer Radio. I didn't expect that to be the answer to prayer, but isn't that how it is in our faith, right? Exactly. You know, we can pray for something, sometimes only for a day, sometimes for years, you know, and, and God's timing is sometimes not our own, but we, we learn to trust that. And then all of a sudden, here's this answer in this unexpected way. So I hope that, um, you know, if somebody's listening now, it can be, it can be that same thing about, Maybe there's families thinking about, well, what about school for next year? Maybe they've been home virtually. Maybe they've been in a school that's only virtual. And, and I really do think that we've shown some phenomenal success with, with the overall health in our community. The Lord's blessed us, but it has taken everyone willing to work differently. Uh, and people have, and they, and they get a lot of credit for it. So. No, that's, a, that's a great point. And I really appreciate you bringing up Dr. Doctor, too, because as COVID has shown us, you know, so many times people assume that the way I show my faith is by going to church on Sunday. You know, and this last year has been totally disrupted, whether they, they couldn't literally go to church or they could or they chose to go virtual to be safe. But Dr. Doctor is a great example where these three local people are they're doctors, but they choose to show their faith through what they do and how they do it and then share it on Redeemer Radio on top of that. So it's great to have the national shows like Al Cresta, but the local experts, you know, to really, you know, volunteer their time and really contribute and share their faith in such a way. It's really a testament to Redeemer Radio and the individuals with Dr. Doctor. So, so it's a great plug for them. Uh, as again, as we can see that we have this connection with Redeemer Radio, and it's all the more important to support it in any way we can to make sure that we keep it going on a daily basis and touch our lives in the many different ways that it does. So just a reminder to call or text your donation during this St. John New Haven Hour at 260-436-9598 or online at RedeemerRadio.com. And a reminder that you can do an hour sponsor. So if you donate $120 or more, you can earn yourself a free T-shirt, as we've been talking about the You Belong T-shirt. So we're, we still have pledges that are coming in. And, uh, and we're on our way to our goal of $4,000, but not, not there yet. So, uh, so continue to make those calls and or the texts or online. A word of thanks to somebody. As I mentioned, you know, we've not been able to visit the hospitals, nursing homes, the homebound, but we intend to begin that again. 
Uh, I'd like to thank three priests who are kind of the chaplains of the hospitals. St. Vincent's, Father Eric, uh, St. Jude's, Father Jonathan or Monsignor Schulte, and Father Steve uh, at Steve Felicia or Father Dave Vores visiting Lutheran Hospital. Because when someone, I've always told the people, if you're in the hospital, I know I can't go unless there's a real, uh, but I will call those priests and almost immediately they're there. Just the other day, a woman called and said, my sister's there. Um, been away a long time and I'm concerned about her. I call the hospital. Am I able to go and visit? You're going to have to go through this, this, and this. I called Father Eric. He said, I'll be up there immediately. He called me back about two hours later and said, somebody has some peace with the church and the Lord. So I, and, and that's, that's happening a lot. And I think those priests deserve, because he came down with COVID. I don't know. You know, I came down with it, and I have no idea how, but I can tell you those 10 or 12 days at the rectory are the most boring 10 days I've had in my life. <laughs> uh, and the priest that was with me, Father Mark Inamali, God bless him, ended up in the hospital for f some days. Uh, so, And we've buried a lot of people who, uh, who died of COVID. And I hear people say, it's a, it's a hoax. I said, well, over half a million of our brothers and sisters have died. That, that's not a hoax. That's reality. So we keep keep in prayer. And as uh, Zach mentioned about quarantine, um, we have a second grade girl. Her little brother got it. So she's not going to be able to come and make her first communion with her class this week. And I called her today and extended my prayer to them. Oh, that's great. So, and then it's it's great to to be to remember the people who are who are suffering and can't get out and about um, like they used to. So, yeah. and, and, and the people who, the heroes, uh, again, like all the yeah. priests that you mentioned that go visit them and put their, their health at risk. So again, we're about halfway through uh, our pledge hour with uh, St. John New, New Haven for Redeemer Radio. So again, the number is 436-9598 or online at redeemerradio.com. And we're well on our way to hitting our goal, but uh, we need lots more people to call in. So we're going to take a quick break right now and then come back in a few minutes with St. John New Haven. Welcome back to, uh, to day two of the Spring Shareathon. We're here at, at the uh, Redeemer Radio Studios. My name is John Christensen. I'm your host. And we've got St. John New Haven in the studio with us. So we've been talking a little bit about our donations, and we've got a new goal. So if we reach 25 pledges, then we'll receive a $500 bonus, So which is always great when we can tap into the bonuses. And we've got, over the break, we had a couple other pledges come in. Joyce Trable and Mary Police sent in pledges. We're almost to $1,000. Uh, Carol Eisler called in with another pledge. Sister Carol said, in honor of a father allowing holy adoration. So, Father, again, another fan of yours. So, another fan of Jesus, essentially allowing holy adoration. So, we're on the right path, headed to our $4,000 goal for the hour. And again, once we reach 25 pledges, we'll receive a $500 bonus. We're still waiting to hear from the fish fry committee. <laughs> drop, we yes, gave exactly. you a pledge. Drop you the challenge. Give us 
a plug, you give us a pledge. <laughs> you know, John, you might not. I'm, I'm sure St. Vincent's probably has a fish fry too, but it strikes me the, the level of service they give. It's two days of thawing fish. They, they get a thousand pounds of fish together wow. for a fry. Uh, it just keeps growing. And, and there's some really joyful men in the Holy Name Society doing that. So I'm sure a pledge is coming, but there are man hours. There are time, uh, if, if not the treasure and talent part, the time and talent part are there. They're doing great. Exactly. And speaking of time and talent, so it's my understanding, Zach, that you kind of started in the in the classroom. I mean, obviously you're principal now, but but also even that love of teaching started way back with the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. Is that right? That is right. I, I did not know that you had that point there, John. That was um, the, the Lord has been good to me. And so uh, out of college, I, I had gone to a Jesuit university, St. Joe's in Philadelphia from the East Coast originally. So I uh, felt that calling. And actually, when I first joined, they have so many different ministries that they could place you in. And just through prayer, teaching was it. And and so on day one in the classroom, at that point, I had not yet had formal teacher training, which I now have so that nobody at school is, <laughs> is worried or concerned. But I, I knew on day one, it was this powerful feeling of the Lord, just this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, so I taught high school for the Bridgeport Diocese, uh, Colby Cathedral for one year, came back to Baltimore where I was from, taught there for another eight years. And that's actually how I met my wife teaching together. But she's from here. So that's how we ended up back. But uh, you met in, in uh, on the East Coast? She came out as a volunteer teacher. It was wow. a phenomenal way to meet. We had you know so much in common. Um, and so a real blessing to meet Kelly that way. Kelly actually does some part-time youth ministry for St. John's now, so we're still working together, which is which is a joy. But yes, John, I taught nine years, uh, and then I served for three years as a principal at one of the great schools for the Baltimore Archdiocese. And the Lord led us here, and uh, very grateful to that. And of course, to Father Bill for being one of his instruments to, to bringing us out. We, we love being here. So Fort Wayne, you know, our diocese has such rich traditions, and there's so many Here's yourself as an example, all of Redeemer, who who want to give back to the Lord. And I think, you know, I was thinking about this year at school, and one of the things on our break that was in my heart, you know, our athletic directors around the diocese don't get enough credit. We have two wonderful moms who have worked so many hours to make our sports programs happen. And in our end, we, we could actually only use our gym for practices. And then from that, they had to go out for games. And yet another change. But our kids still, they, they jumped in um, and they've had, a, they've had a blast. So teaching has definitely been a vocation for me. I, I felt the Lord calling me also to the administration level. And uh, it's a joy to be with kids. It's a joy to serve our teachers. We have so many who just, no matter this year particularly, but any year, they're there to give of themselves. And when you see that, I was mentioning that, you know, with our kindergarten, first grade room. It's there's something about God's presence being visible, just that somebody wants to take their day. They could be making more money somewhere else. But for them, it's really about I'm here to help lead kids to the Lord. That's an exciting ministry to be a part of. So I'm, I'm grateful that the Lord led me to it. And uh, a volunteer way is a great way to start. Who knows? Maybe we have some college listeners that can be a very meaningful and fruitful way to get your feet wet and learn a lot more about your industry. So I'm, I'm blessed God gave me the opportunity. And I think volunteering is such and Ed, I'm sure you can talk to this, too. After we maybe update some of the uh, the new pledges that came in on the on the power of volunteerism and what that really how that can change lives both for your own and the people that you're helping, Father Bill, you want to? We talk have to some you? other pledges. Thank you to uh, Tim and Dusty Current. Uh, Tim's in the uh, kitchen right now preparing the for the fish fry tomorrow. We'll give you another plug on that. Thank you, Molly and Ted Neeser, sending a pledge as well. Thank you very much. We are. We have 15 pledges so far for $1,260. We need 10 more pledges to get another 500. There's got to be somebody there listening 
doesn't make any difference what you share, but call in with a pledge. Please. Thank you. Exactly. We're almost, we've got 15 pledges. We need 25 for the extra $500 bonus. So we are well on our way and I'm sure that'll come in quickly. The number to call is 260-436-9598 or you can go online at redeemerradio.com. So Ed, let's talk a little bit about the volunteerism. Obviously it's a big part of your life or you wouldn't be doing what you're doing, but you've probably seen the impact on lots of people. I have. uh, Up until the end of March, we've probably helped uh, an average of about 45 people a month. That would be the client who contacts us for the help and and immediate family. Uh, Some of them uh, need recurring help depending on how how tough things have been for them. Uh, We have worked with people that uh, at one time had a nice apartment or a home lost that, eventually lost the ability to keep their furniture in storage. Uh, Finally, uh, their old car wouldn't work anymore, and so they wound up in a motel and relied on public transportation or the charity of friends. So some of these people have have fallen a long way, in many cases through no fault of their own. Uh, I'm thinking in particular... uh, Zach Coyle asked me a moment ago during the break uh, about people that we've helped. And one comes to mind. Uh, this is a young woman who, who uh, I believe was from the Fort Wayne area. She was living in Chicago, uh, lost both of her parents at the age of 17 and uh, did not know much about finances and taxes Uh, And so she one year she had failed to pay her income tax, uh, didn't know what the form she received meant and and erroneously threw them away. Uh, Fast forward several years, she's back in the Fort Wayne area, has a 15 year old son who I believe just turned 16. Uh, He's he's an honor student and an athlete. And uh, a daughter who I think is five, and she she was one who lost an apartment, her furniture, her car, and she has been living in a motel uh, in the area. And she contacted us quite a few months ago asking for help with rent. Uh, she, she was taking occasional part-time jobs, so-called gig work, but, but couldn't do enough of it. Uh, in addition to keeping an eye on her daughter, providing uh, bus passes and what have you, so and, her son. And that's not unusual. School. This this last year, that's happening to a lot of different people. And and the amazing part is that you've been able to step in and really help her and, yes. and be an example for other people that needed to help needed the help as well. Yes. Right? Besides rent, we provided her with food from our pantry. Uh, there were time. We, our pantry has no refrigeration, so there were times when I would go shopping for her at the Kroger store and uh, pick up meat and produce, milk, and so forth, so that she and the kids had a, a balanced diet. Uh, a couple of times we we bought medication for them when that was necessary. Anyway, uh, she she finally found a a job in New Haven, and between public transportation, which doesn't run as frequently as it did 40 years ago, and Uber, she's been able to keep a job. 
she started to get caught up. She, she finally was able to put enough money down to rent an apartment, which will begin next month. Uh, she built up a little savings. She was working with another organization besides ours, and that was one of their requirements. So, what a what a great success story, and really a testament to the generosity of the of the folks at St. John New Haven. I think that really speaks volumes. It does, and, and we we have a we have a group of about twenty five Vincentians. And real quickly, I want to. Uh, say thank you to Darlene Dininger and Marlene Trable, who are both Vincentians. Uh, I'm glad, glad you ladies tuned in today, and thank you very much for your pledges. Excellent. So, yeah, to get to that generosity of St. John New Haven to help Redeemer Radio continue to do its great work on a daily basis. So we're looking for 10 more pledges to get to the 25, the magic 25 pledge number for the extra $500 bonus. Again, the phone number is 260 98 or online at redeemerradio.com. And Ed, those are great examples of how difficult the year was. And I think, Zach, you said it a little bit earlier that nobody would wish the COVID reality of the last year on anybody. But at the same time, there are a lot of silver linings, you know, and that's part of what our faith is all about. Part of the phrase of you belong. I mean, part of the things that Redeemer Radio does on a daily basis. So what are some of those other silver linings that you're seeing at your your parish, Father Bill? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank Ed who's made a pledge here. Uh, but we're still in need of some others if we want that another $500 to help Redeemer Radio to uh, communicate the good news to those who who know it and many who do not. Also, um, during the past year, as you know, a lot of things had to be downplayed, and we were hoping to have a parish festival again. Sure. And unfortunately, we had to postpone that. And unfortunately, also, the lady who was the chair the good Lord called her home. So uh, may she rest in peace and let's see what happens in the fall. Something we're looking forward to is one of the men from our parish will be ordained a priest. Oh, that's exciting. And it's been a long time in the parish. Uh, Michael Ammer is a deacon. He will be ordained on the 5th of June, along with six others. And he will celebrate a Mass of Thanksgiving on Sunday the 6th. That's great. So, uh, we're looking forward to that very, very much. And have you have you been in touch with him during his journey? How has that worked? How has you? How? Oh, quite a bit. <laughs> At least once a week, I call him or he calls me for more detail and and the like. Uh, it'll be a glorious time for us. That's yeah. that's, and I think that's that type of relationship is what's so critical, you know. And I and I can speak to you personally just in terms of my history. Uh, when I was in grade school at St. Joe and you were there and, and that type of inspirational leadership, I'm not surprised at all that he leans on you and uh, and looks for you for direction. His mother is a teacher, third grade, and the family is very excited. And I think the parish, we just had a meeting the other night of the committee, continue preparations. And uh, I'm hoping that COVID is to the point where it's kaput. And we can have a full church for Michael. Exactly. Everybody wearing masks, too, yeah. right? So that's Wear great. Mask. That's good. You know, John, you were talking about silver linings. And uh, just a few more. Some of our, our earlier pledges coming in from the current family and from uh, Molly and Ted. And these are Molly and Ted are actually family. And so I, I appreciate you guys making that. But 
we were in need uh, this year. Actually, well, for the current family, Dusty Current has been our school nurse and is a sub nurse for us, which takes extra courage this year. And she's been in uh, recently helping us, which has just been awesome. But we were in need of our part time nurse position to be filled. And so uh, our cousin, their, their daughter, Casey, stepped up and helped us. And, you know, there again is the Holy Spirit where she was finishing her nurse practitioner program. And uh, was kind of in between starting that in earnest, which she's she's now done. But how are we going to have a professional who can help give good care to our students now, especially? She stepped up and, and the community really rallied around her. You know, I think about the, the uh, current family. We, with Holy Name, they just made a donation to our community to set up some new wiring infrastructure we needed for the church so that we could do some live streaming. And I know a lot, I mean, St. Vincent's, boy, you want to see a great live stream mass. Like kudos to everybody there who's just made that. I think maybe they were the first in our diocese to jump on. But we have um, a wonderful parishioner who stepped up, has been coming to our, our weekend masses, recording them, uploading them later, giving of his just his time, talent, and, and treasure, really, because he's bought equipment. But anyway, we weren't able, because of the way the internet wiring worked, to get the live stream. And so uh, the current family is part of that. Other great holy name uh, families stepping up to do that. So it's to me, I keep seeing stories of someone else stepping forward to say, I can help. I will help. Let's get this program off the ground. And, you know, I think even schools reopening. You know, we had a diocesan principals meeting just yesterday, which are, you know, regular. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, in the meeting, we had an opportunity to thank those who were retiring and, um, you know, just to celebrate some great successes. And there is an executive council of our principals that helps advise our superintendent. And they stepped out to really thank our superintendent and our associate superintendent who have been with us every step of the way to, to, to guide us and to, to give that advice. You know, you can pick up the phone at, at any hour and, and, and they'll be there. And it's just those silver linings are there, you know, and I think this year has maybe made us realize more than ever how much we need family, how much we need one another, how much we need our schools. And um, certainly a lot of schools as people were virtual learning may have seen a dip in enrollment, but we're really excited about some families returning to us, some families returning the diocese, and we're really hoping to see some of that, some of that growth and some of the joy of just having new families come to us and see our Catholic schools for all the good that we really work for. Well, I, I couldn't I couldn't stress that enough. The joy is the magic word. I think you're 100 percent spot on that people are. And as Father Bill had mentioned earlier, the joy that we were reconnecting with was just songs. Who would have imagined two yeah. years ago that songs would be that much of a big deal or the holy water? You know, I mean, little things that we can re fall in love with again. You know, so that's a it's a really great, um, great observation, Zach, about the the beauty of joy and reconnecting with things. And now that we're not in that same routine that we've always been. And I'm looking at the screen here and uh, we've heard nothing from a lot of people for the last 15 <laughs> minutes. I'm rather shocked by that. I know our parishioners are very generous in many, many ways, but we need uh, 15 more pledges if we're going to get uh, or Another $500. That's right. We've got about 10 minutes. So so Father Bill is dropping the hammer. So he's uh, <laughs> so if you don't want to get the, the evil eye on Sunday when you come to Mass, so make sure you pick up the phone now. The phone number is 260-436-9598 or online at RedeemerRadio.com. That's 436-9598. So, and as Father Bill said, obviously the, the parishioners of St. John New Haven are extremely generous, as we've heard about from Ed, as we heard about from Zach at the school, everybody is stepping up to do what they need to do to get the job done. And so in this case, as we're looking to support Redeemer Radio, 
Just a couple of reminders, $120 pledge will get you an hour sponsor. So that also, it's about the, the cost, $120 is the cost for Redeemer Radio to be on the air for one hour. And this donation will also earn you a free T-shirt that we've been talking about, the You Belong T-shirt. So we've got a lot of uh, a lot of people out there who can just pick up the phone and, and start going. And also we're about nine pledges away from the $500 bonus. So uh, so if we average one a minute, we'll be right on track. So uh, we can finish right up at the hour. But again, uh, for we're here with St. John New Haven. And we've been talking about all the different things that are happening in the parish. So, Zach, what about some of the family things? We've talked a little bit about, Father Bill mentioned how um, families can really inspire people, whether it be a vocation or uh, even getting people involved. Have you seen other stories of families stepping up and, and really kind of during this this tumultuous last year? Sure. Absolutely. So I'd, I'd like to thank our school board. And you want to talk about people stepping up and, and with them, too, are in our faculty uh, and their families for a leadership team that we created this year, John, that um, I very much hope will be a permanent fixture. You know, you look at this and in no way did I have the wisdom or the grace needed to know by myself, what could we do to reimagine school? And I've already mentioned our diocese stepped up and gave us a lot of that guidance, but we needed a lot internally. And so our school board really kind of pivoted, if you would, and took on this role to help think through what might work for our families. What what could they get behind and what could they organize with their kids? And so our parents have just kind of taken on new hats that way. Same with our leadership team. I mean, now we're working on things about, you know, professional development for next year and others. But when we first sat down last July, we needed to really map out very concretely what's going to, what will work. You know, I think sometimes people think, okay, so a school is going to shift something and, and yeah, that's no big deal. Well, it's minute by minute. It's, it's hour by hour. There's things to think through uh, literally in the schedule that was, you know, great. So I, I applaud them. I lean on them so much. There, there's some great people there. Uh, and I think it, it took some new humility, perhaps, John, that we, that's a good point. Yeah. None of us knew really what to do. And, you hope in school leadership that you're supposed to know what to do. I mean, we get training to know what to do. I was mentioning how JVC, right? I didn't have that training yet, but right. you know, now, thank the Lord, I've been able to get some of that. So, uh, but we didn't have it, and so it, it took a reliance on one another, you know, in a new way. Um, and I mentioned too, like our athletic directors. I mean, ago, I was just some of the kids when they come back and talk about their sports games that just give them so much energy in life. There, there were a lot of people that wondered, could that even happen? You know, were we going to have any sports programs at all throughout our diocese or the, or the region? And, and that gives life to some. I mean, you guys talking about that basketball connection. We were talking a little bit before we came on the air about Cupertino Classic, about that great game. You know, I mean, I know we didn't have it this last year, but priests versus seminarians. I think, you know, our diocese, we hunger for that. There's joy, right? We love seeing our priests and our seminarians having fun together and, and just let's celebrate our church, right? And that's it. We were talking about sharing the faith. I think that's an opportunity to share the faith. So um, I think at every moment, you know, I mentioned we had a quarantine today. That's probably one of the hardest things on a parent this school year. You know, you're living your day, you're working, you're engaged with what you need to be doing. Here comes the, that phone call. Surprise, we have to enact a quarantine. We need you to drop what you're doing and please come pick up your child. You know, and rather than fighting or complaining or throwing a fit, our parents have said, yeah, we get it. We're going we're gonna to help because we know I think this is what they're saying. I mean, they haven't actually quoted this to me, but <laughs> we know that if we do this, we're going to help everybody be there, right? We're going to work together. We're going to help keep the school open and we're going to get on board. So I, I see the Lord's uh, graces in that. And again, it's 
it's a different level of humility that uh, that we're all still learning that we that we all need. So I think that's really insightful. That the humility more, is a big. We problem. have some more pledges and thank you, John Knott, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Carl Ainger. Uh, we're still uh, six pledges short for another five hundred dollars. I'm sure there got to be somebody there. And I do know that there are a lot of people in the kitchen right now, and <laughs> we did hear from one of them, uh, possibly two, but let's see if we hear from others as well. Probably the way I'm reading, I think we have another pledge, a second one maybe from uh, Tim and Dusty Current. So thank you. And this right. is all while they are thawing 1,000 pounds of fish. I have no idea how they're managing to do both simultaneously. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, That's we're, we're ahead of our one pledge a minute. So uh, so on that track, we're, we're on track for only six more with uh, with six minutes to go. So we're we're... A couple more people to call in. Again, the number to call is 260-436-9598. It's 436-9598 or online at RedeemerRadio.com. You know, John, I was thinking, too, about family stepping up. Uh, I'm going back to Molly and Ted Neeser family uh, there. Molly's come in and volunteered in our lunchroom to help serve the school lunches this whole year. She's come in tons of times. In a year when when schools have struggled, you know, to find volunteers, we've had a great student teacher who came in who, who was looking for a placement and, and has stepped up, too. And so one group that I really want to thank is our substitute teachers. We as we opened the year, we were really that was a big quandary for us. How are we going to find people who are comfortable coming in as a substitute teacher in this environment? And it's it's been different folks who have stepped up, but we've had a few we've leaned on quite a bit in the last especially the last couple of months. And so it's almost like at every corner. You can find that question of how are we going to do this, but so far the Lord and I, and that's our faith, right? He'll always be there around that corner, and He has. You know, He's been there with those people. So, well, you had mentioned that right when we first got in the room about the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit in all of this, and really that those Holy Spirit moments where people come in and do what they need to do. They recognize, you know, again, first of all, it's humility enough and humble enough to ask for help. And then secondly, people step up. Oh, the pledges are coming. We just need three more. But we just heard from John Fidel. He and uh, Ed are compatriots with the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Uh, Sherry and Mitch Malin, Carla Eber. So we have 22 pledges for a total of 28 Hundred dollars. I thought it was twenty eight thousand, but it's twenty eight hundred dollars. <laughs> we need three more pledges. I don't know who they are, and maybe the ladies in the office have some other names that they're waiting to give us just before the end. Exactly. So Start texting all your friends. We've got they four do minutes have any to names get three there, pledges. I would hope that they would turn those in right now. Exactly. Please. Exactly. It's obviously it's a very generous parish uh, from a volunteer standpoint, from a donation standpoint, and the pledges are coming in nice and steady. So 22 pledges. If we get to 25 or when we get to 25, we'll get a bonus of $500, which would be a great boost to get to the goal of $4,000 for the St. John New Haven hour. So keep the calls coming. And uh, and I think one of the other things that we've talked about, too, is 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 uh, we've learned things. And so I'm. it's also interesting to see what's going to stick around after. You know, so when we don't have to do certain things, what do we choose to keep? What do we choose to... The phone is still ringing. Thank you. Uh, Bonnie Fagan, Claire Klein, and Leon Davis, thank you very much. We're certainly accepting others. Again, to the ladies in the office. uh, St. John, the Holy Name Society has just made a pledge. Excellent. Thank you. We'll give another plug for your uh, fish fry tomorrow night. And giving us live streaming for the first time at our parish, which is awesome. You know, John, you think about what will stay and who's to say for sure. But that's something I mentioned our school board and the role they've took on. 
taken on, excuse me, and our leadership team. Those are those are bedrocks for us that that will stay on that will help us. You know, we don't know exactly now when we look even to June or July, what will we learn from you know our local health department, from the state, from our diocese about the next school year. But we've got people to help us. And that's that's definitely something that's going to stick. Well, and speaking of sticking, we have exceeded the goal. So we've got 27 pledges. So the $500 has been accounted for, and we're at $49.90, which is $990 over the goal of $4,000. So, Father Bill, you came in right at the last second. You, your your team, your parish is, has uh, backed you up. and Maybe we should do that every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, again, so as we've been talking about it, the, it came true that the St. John New Haven Parish is extremely generous and uh, exceeded the goal now not only a number of pledges, but in the total amount raised. So this is extremely helpful for Redeemer Radio. The uh, The support is extremely uh, necessary and helpful. And again, this is something that we all lean on as we made, um, as we've adapted over the last last year. Andy Stores. Andy Stores is sending a pledge. They uh, belonged and then they have moved. Uh, they're at St. Vincent's, but they're, he's still active with our holy name. So Andy, thank you very, very much. Huge thank you to everybody who's listened. Thanks, Mr. Stores. That's great. Great hearing from you. And, uh, you know, I think this is yet another example of, of community rallying, Holy Spirit being with us. You belong, I hope, is a message that every parish just keeps broadcasting. Re- Redeemer does such a great job with that, John. So it's it's a blessing to to see everyone come together this way. Well, it's been a, it's been an exciting hour. It's been great to be able to to meet all of you and uh, Father Bill to catch caught up again. So, uh, so this is a wonderful thing. I appreciate the time and effort and your very generous parish. So you've exceeded your your goals all day. So now you can just rest easy for the rest of the day and take it easy, kind of coast through the rest of the week. Just to share one thing, uh, the people are wondering. I'm retiring this year, and people are wondering who's the new pastor. I hear it from them every day. I said I don't know who it is, when they're coming, but when it comes, welcome him as you welcomed me. Well said, well said. Again, thank you very much for all of you for joining us and uh, excellent job to the parish for meeting the goal. And again, we're going to take a little bit of break and come back with our next guest and uh, keep the continuation going for the Spring share Thank you for listening to this hour of Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring share Please keep us in your prayers and if you're able to support the mission, Visit RedeemerRadio.com to make a monthly or one-time donation. And if you're looking for more great podcasts, check out SpokeStreet.com.